Everybody Get in line Nothing can come between us Nothing gets you down Nothing strikes your fancy Stop it! 
friend, I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and the way champagne tickles my nose. And I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length Welcome to LWAFL MLY. Why? Why? <laughs> I'm keeping it. Say the acronym up front. I'm We're not editing that out. <laughs> We're going to restart? No way. We're, we started. Welcome to LWAFL MLYT. That stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Happy to be here again. Excited about today's movie and excited to hear your commentary with all the missteps and burps and hiccups. It's going to be great. Great. I didn't uh, research this movie at all. I just, it's in my DNA. I know this movie by heart. Um, gotcha. We You're are ahead of it. You're ahead of it. I'm a what? Uh, I was a stupid pun for the title of our movie today. How about a big shout out to Pam Benjamin and what she does down there at Mutiny? We are all over the map. A big shout out to Pam Benjamin, our station manager here at Mutiny Radio, where we broadcast every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 5 p.m. Eastern on mutinyradio.fm. All you have to do is type in mutinyradio.fm. It will take you to pcrcollective.org. And from there, you can just click and stream live. We have a lot of great entertainment on the show, on the on the station, including our show prior to us. Right. What's really happening? What's really happening, Carl? No, mm-hmm. what's really happening with Luke? Right. That's what you've got to put the tag at the end. Here on Mini Radio, we broadcast every Sunday. You can also find us by our podcast, which goes by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. <laughs> Easy to remember. What's that? Easy to remember. You got to think about it before you say it. L-W-A-F-L, M-O-Y-T. Well, let's break it down. Let's is L. Okay. Right. Watch. W. Watch. Uh, is A. Uh-huh. Full name. There's no hyphen. It's just L. Just F-L. L. Uh, M. Um, for movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On. That's obviously on. Yeah. And then Y, which is U, and then T for two. Hmm, that one word, YouTube, two initial, two uh, letters for, okay, you must not have made this up. Yeah, no, mistakes were made. Uh, we, uh, so we do broadcast, we do have a podcast, we do have a YouTube channel. You know what the YouTube channel goes by, Carl? L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's Carl. Carl's the mastermind of the show. He actually researches movies, watches them several times, and on the YouTube channel, he syncs up the movies we watch. We're going to watch mm-hmm. a full-length movie in real time and puts on our podcast. So it's another way to enjoy the old YouTube. So we are going to watch a full-length movie with you. Uh, you're going to watch the movie on YouTube, and you listen to us right now. Uh, sync it up. Carl, what is the movie this week? Today we are going to watch Head 1968. Head 1968. Now, what you put in the... Look, it's real important because there's a version with commercials. So you want to put in Head, The Monkeys, 1968, VHS quality full movie. 
you probably don't have to put the whole thing in, but it's head dash the monkeys. Now monkeys is M-O-N-K-E-E-S, M-O-N-K-E-E-S, 1968 VHS quality full movie. And the channel we like is, it's also weird. It's more Drach McTire, more Drach McTire, M-O-R-D-R-O-C-H. Right. M-O, I'm starting over, M-O-R-D-R-O-C-H-M-A-C-T-I-R-E, like like a car's tire. So it's all one word, more, M-O-R, Drach, T-R-O-C-H, thank you, channel guy, Mac, M-A-C, and tire, like your car, T-I-R-E. No, I'm thrilled to see this movie on YouTube. During the 90s, Rhino uh, Records released it on the set. Yeah. DVD and I owned it. It's a great come down movie. Uh, and now it's on YouTube, so that is really exciting. We are so excited because this is the second time we've watched this movie, one of the rare movies we've repeated. Uh, we did it a couple of, a few years ago. Yeah. Actually, we were watching one movie, then we switched to another, and then ultimately we wound up watching Ted. So we had yep. three movies that episode. But out of the three, we really like Ted and we want to revisit it. Uh, and the commentary is going to be pretty thick. We're going to assume you've already seen it. Uh, so I do recommend if you haven't seen it, Jesus, take an afternoon. Yeah, um, please. Watch, yeah. Stop what really you're doing. Awesome. Check out. It's an enjoyable movie. Uh, and uh, we should mention, just before we start, The Monkees, which uh, the Beatles ripped off the pun. By they did. Uh, it was a TV show during the 60s, and it, it replicated The Beatles, and it was kind of like a hard day and night. Every 30 minutes, you know, a little <laughs> uh, Beatles movie. And uh, when they broke up, they did a Coda, uh, Coda movie. This is theatrically released film, and it was a total bomb. But it's basically the end of uh, The Monkeys. It was the end of The Monkeys, at least until their, like, um, retro comeback in the, ni- in the late 90s, thanks to MTV. Oh, I would say 80s, right? Because when the MTV started rebroadcasting their episodes, and then they did the New Monkeys television show, which I auditioned for, and then they had a... a re- I think you're right, the 80s. Let's see. Uh, I have to gauge it by my high school. So I think it was early to early 80s. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, I didn't uh, have any musical talent. I just wanted to audition. It was mm-hmm. high school days. So... With uh, the history of it found, let us uh, go ahead. Now, we want you to click that link we were telling you about. So, head is a very common word, so we want you to type head, PHS, low quality, 1968, <laughs> and you'll get to that more doctoral link. When you see it, click it, hit pause immediately, move your timer to 000, and uh, we're going to say go, you're going to hit play. Now, are we saying go? Well, yeah. I'm here. Or who's saying go? Who is That's saying the go? question. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I don't know who it is, but I'm sure he's from New Jersey. Do what? I don't know who will say go, but I'm sure he's from New Jersey. Yes. Okay. So here it is. A very exciting segment. Very excited to bring up this segment. It's called Celebrity Comedian Countdown, where Carl finds the funniest comedian from the state of New Jersey to do the countdown. Uh, I have, I don't listen to these. These are uh, produced in advance, but I can honestly say this is probably the funniest comedian I've ever seen. Particularly uh, <laughs> Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with 
Joe Gorman. Welcome, Joe. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Carl. Now, we've known each other a long time. A long time. Yeah, and I just kind of bumped into the fact that all of the San Francisco comedians I know, you already know from living out there. That's right. That's right. I made a, quite a name for myself in the uh, 13 or so odd years of me uh, grinding it out in the San Francisco comedy scene. Now, right now, this moment, you are on Mutiny Radio, but you're no stranger to being on Mutiny Radio, right? Abs absolutely not. I know everyone at uh, Mutiny Radio, and I know all about the Mutiny Radio uh, Comedy Festival and all yeah. that good stuff. That was the last time I was out there. This year, of course, with COVID, it was a problem. But I was out there last March, just the second before COVID really shut everyone down. I was uh -huh. flying home during that. But that's how you know Mike Spiegelman and you know Paul Brumba and, of course, Bam Benjamin. Um, but now that you're here on the East Coast, you're doing something that people in San Francisco still are involved with. That's your Zoom show every Friday night. Yes, I have a, a Zoom show on uh, Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, basically, uh, just as long as the uh, quarantine is going on and, you know, comics don't have a lot of access to stage time and open mics to kind of work on stuff i'm uh, providing a place on zoom free of charge where comics can just do five minute sets uh i stream it on facebook live we get plenty of viewers we get about 500 views each week uh yeah, it's, it's nice. getting pretty popular we get about 30 comics each week that's great and i used to do zoom shows that you would come to that's right in between Zoom shows, you're out there on the streets of Manhattan doing street comedy uh, with our good buddy Anthony Quinn, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Your boiler room Zoom mic was was the first time I was uh, I did a Zoom mic and I saw more than I think five people mm -hmm. on a on a Zoom and I was like, yeah. holy crap! Like people, these Zoom <laughs> things can be fun if we just get enough people in it that that want to do it. You yeah. know, that was that was the changing thing uh, for me, you know, and uh, yeah, like like you said, uh, when I'm not doing the Zoom comedy, uh, me and my buddy Anthony Quinn will just go to various places throughout New York, uh, anywhere we can go to and and basically just, uh, you know, set up a little camera and just take to the street interacting with people if they walk by, but mostly just, you know, riffing uh, stream of consciousness comedy, just whatever, you know. Uh, just no, I did to keep one, sharp. I did like one or two with you. We went to that um, uh, park in Harlem twice. That's right. And of course, I've seen you uh, at Cellar Seventy Seven a lot. Uh, Manhattan's starting to, you know, become comedy. Oh, I, I think I guess it's old news for you. But COVID is opening up, and uh, and we're out there again. I think. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting uh, we're we're almost done with it, man. We're, I feel like we're in the home stretch. So when the lockdown started, the boiler room could no longer be in person. So what I wanted to do was remind people that the boiler room exists so that, you know, the two or three months when we're past this, they'll be back every every uh, Tuesday at the boiler room. So I started to get it going. I started making personal invites. That's why you saw so many people. I had to ramp it up, ramp it up, ramp it up until it was, you know, a packed house. Uh -huh. It's so great to hear that that inspired you to to realize, yeah, Zoom could be a real thing. Yeah, it still it is. Art. 
Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the only reason I started doing my Zoom was because uh, the boiler room wasn't happening anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so no. I, like, I guess I got to, no, I'm, I'm like, I guess I got to do something. Uh, I guess I got to do something else. That's when we, that must have been July when we opened up and yeah. started going to the boil. Uh, well, it switched to the reserve club, but we, we were out there live again. Now, I think you're very, very animated on stage. You have, you know, you throw the mic, and that's what I'm talking about. You have enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Where does it come from? Because you've got, I go up there sometimes, and I'm not feeling it, and I do a kind of quiet set. You don't mm-hmm. have that option. That's not your persona. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just really enjoy, like, even if I have a shitty, awful, awful day where mm-hmm. I just don't want to do anything, I still want to do stand-up comedy. Like yeah. nothing's gonna make me not want to do, even if it's a bad crowd. Like I don't, for, for whatever reason, the anticipation of bombing, <laughs> it's like that's just wild. It's wild that somebody would like pay for a ticket to go see a comedy show and then like not even like attempt to frame laughter when the person is like you know trying to make them laugh. And that that yeah. I don't know, it cracks me up. Where it's like, hey, all right, man. well, I'm still you know I'm still gonna get paid, so whatever, you know. Yeah. The audience member is paying money to not enjoy themselves. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, their loss. Where can people find you out there? Social media, website, YouTube channel. All, what you got going? Yeah, on? man. Um, all over. I'm on. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Joe W Gorman. Um, I have a. I have a, a podcast with uh, two other New York comedians, Robbie Goodwin and Dalton Pruitt. Uh-huh. We're called Loud Boys. Um. We we got a bunch of episodes. We got a Patreon going. It's been it's been so much fun. That was one of the best things to come out of uh, lockdown. Was I started yeah. doing um, th- this podcast with a couple of my friends out here, and uh, it's it's been going really well. We've been getting a lot of opportunities through it. So That's grateful terrific. for that. Yeah. And what about a website? Or do you have one? I have one. I haven't updated it in forever. If there's any web designers that are listening to this uh- and would like to help me. <laughs> Uh, please, please help me. Uh, my, my website, I, I pay for the domain every year. Um, and, and I just never use it, but I'd rather not, I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Exactly. Uh, but you can go to joegormancomedy.com. Uh, take a look at my abysmal website and say, I need to help this person. (laughs) Perfect. Inspire them to contact you. Yes. Okay. So here we are in the studios of Mutiny Radio, wink, wink. And everyone at home is going to enjoy this film at the same time as us. We're all going to press play uh, when you say go. So let's have the the celebrity comedian countdown. All righty. Get ready. Three, two, one, go. Wow. That's low quality VHS. Yeah, but it. I think he, uh, you think he used the Rhino version, or that he actually recorded this? I guess it's so, Rhino. Look, here's FBI yeah. warning. Huh. Uh-huh. There's the Rhino logo. It was such a big deal, and I went to Borders and I paid no Barnes and Noble that Borders, and I paid like twenty bucks for it. It makes total sense, and I'm sure at the day it was worth it. Whoa! Oh, wow, we got the trailer up front. Yeah. (laughs) What is it? It was a famous uh, trailer to this movie that didn't help. It was a young man with a shaved head. Yes. 
and he had like doughy, like innocent eyes and hippie eyes. Mm -hmm. And he was just staring to the camera and it would say, Ed. And there yeah. was no mention, no mention of the monkeys, no mention right. of them. No pictures of them? Yeah. I like, think. We're watching, we're watching I, a clip. <clears throat> well, I'm, I keep interrupting you. Go ahead. Say, we're watching a clip. It's the trailer after that. It wasn't the TV promotion, right? Yeah, they must have done two trailers. I mean, the scene we're watching now is a part of the movie where they show images of the film throughout. So they didn't Sorry. want the monkeys in the ads for fears that critics and fans wouldn't come. Now, what are they talking about? It's your movie. Well, let's say you, uh, I'm trying to think of a modern day equivalent. You know, there was something that's on TV, you see it for free, it kind of rides a sensation, and then you're sick of it. Uh, I guess, but why release a movie? And are you trying to scam the audience? Like, let's go see this movie. Who knows what it is? Oh, it's the monkeys. It doesn't make That's any rated sense. G. That's the nuttiest part. It's rated G. Yeah, it is rated G. And this was one of the first movies ever to put the rating up front. You know, that's very common today. Of course, it's every right. movie. You got to do that. This was the first movie to really do that. Now, one thing I want you to mention, because we're going to be talking over the audio. Uh, the audio is exceptional, right? Uh -huh. I mean... This is a very cartoon world. If you're familiar with the TV show from the 60s, it has very, like, cartoon language. You know, the way they walk, the way they talk, and it yeah. has this kind of colorful 60s look. But the sound itself is extremely cartoonish. You know, mm -hmm. listen to the honking. Like, it must have been a guy who was in uh, the sound department just having a field day. It was Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson did it. Shut up. Yeah, it's true. Jack Nicholson co-wrote this movie, and he shows up in a kind of miserable scene, but uh, he did not do the sound. Boy, uh, okay, uh, this is according to the internet. I don't know if it's true. Jack Nicholson compiled the soundtrack album, which approximates the flow of the movie and includes oh, yeah. large portions of the dialogue. He saw Michael Nesbitt at work in the studio, asked if he could help, and Nesbitt just let him take over because I wanted to go home. Yeah, that sounds like a Nesbitt thing. No, but I'm talking about, like, the honking and the beeping. Listen to the, he walks by these soldiers and one's going to go, blip, blurp. <laughs> Here, do you mind putting the sound up? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Well, I guess they didn't bleep blurp it, but uh, you hear, like, the, the sound, the rhythmic uh, clicking and the beeping. and the... Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 wonderful. It's probably my favorite part of the movie. It's just this universe they create. There, there's the static of the microphone. And also, what a way to start this movie. Right, they got testing. They got the, the echo going. Right, it, it's, it's a little funny because it works for the cop and not for the mayor. Right, yeah. So, uh, this okay, is we, Long Beach, California. This is uh, the oh. Gerald Desmond Bridge, apparently. Oh, wow. No shit. Mm-hmm. So, again, like, this, we've seen this movie a couple of times, and we hope you have, too. This movie begins with the ending. Yeah. Which, uh, I, I guess time travel movies have done that before, but the movie triangle, but... No, but uh, this begins at the end. Look, there's no beginning credits. Another extremely rare, unheard of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean... Now is more coming. Boom. Here comes Mickey. 
Now, this is pretty much the, uh, the whole point of the monkey's television.
That was a song from a band called Griffin, and the name of that song was Lament. Griffin was a band formed out of the Royal College of Music in 1971 by students there and pioneered a genre of prog rock called, known as medieval prog, up there with Gentle Giant and Jethro Tull as practitioners of that beautiful form of rock and roll. They actually toured with Yes in 1975, opening for them. Um, never really caught on here in the States, but they were big in England and Europe. Before that, started off with a, a track called Epiphlioi by Osric Tentacles, a jazz fusion space rock band from Somerset, England. They started off in 1991 and was associated with the crusty movement, kind of like a neo-hippie movement in England that toured around and going to fairs, caravanning, and uh, communing a new age kind of movement. Osric Tentacles still plays, still together, doing the very best of jazz fusion, space-inflected progressive rock. Next is a band from Nor Nor Norwegian, Norway, formed in 1999. The band is called Wobbler, and this is a track from their uh, album entitled Hinterland in 2005, and the, this is the title track, Hinterland by Wobbler.
That was the group called Wobbler from their 2005 album, Hinterland. The name of that track was the title track, Hinterland. Next, we're going to go to Germany for early pioneers of Krautrock, namely Munich, 1969, which saw the birth of the band Popol Vuh, P-O-P-O-L-V-U-H. I'm going to have two tracks by them. Well, if we're going to begin, begin with the album Das Hohenlied Salamos. Saturday. We are CPCL Saturday. Choose poetry, choose life. Flat Black Plastic will be at 2 o'clock. But we're going to do some poetry zooming all the way from Scotland, from Edinburgh, Scotland, also Glasgow. We've got a great show for you today. They're the winners of the Slammy Saturdays that we've been having as part of the Edinburgh Free Fringe on Zoom. And we've been doing them here at Mutiny Radio, and I'm really excited. These are the eight winners from those slams, and they're going to have longer sets today. They're going to be doing nine minutes of poetry. We have our hosts, Aaron Gandon and Andy Talbot, as always, and myself, Pam Benjamin, chilling here in San Francisco. So enjoy some music, and we're going to get right to this amazing show. Yay! Hello. 
Everybody's coming welcome, in. Welcome, welcome to the Hot Shit Show. Woo-hoo. Um, I apologize. Uh, I'm 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 staying. I'm I'm house sitting on a parade route. And apparently today is the last day of marching season, so I don't know if you can hear it, but. Penny whistles and drums going by. I don't know what the hell. It's been happening all day. So, anyways, um, and it's not. And nowhere I go is it like less loud than anywhere else. What are they? What are they celebrating? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> it's Belfast, so it's like a, it's sort of, it's, it's, it's to do with Belfast politics. Uh, <laughs> it's not just happening in Belfast, though. Yeah, no, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. sure in 20 today. And I'm sure there's a bunch in Glasgow as well. Um, so... Anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, I put the I put the um, the running order in the in the chat, but I'm gonna do it again because I know how what a pain in the ass chat is. But so welcome to anybody who hasn't been to CPCL before. Um, I am one, but but one of three hosts. There's myself and. Um, Pam Benjamin, who is in, I'm in Belfast, as we know. I'm usually in Glasgow. Um, here, I can, you know what? I can show you guys. <laughs> That's the parade. That's happening. That's what we know. Um, anyways, so, and then Pam is in San Francisco, and hey. she's broadcasting on her pirate radio station called Mutiny Radio. And then we have from New, well, I think, are you in where there's Andy who is who has logged in as Holly Jackson? And yeah, I just I just live her. anywhere now, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. This is like Durham. You're yeah. in Durham right now, but he's yeah. usually in Newcastle. So yeah. <laughs> um, and so today we are so first of all our main rules don't be a dick we are a foul-mouthed bunch um we're not to there's pretty much nothing you can't talk about Pam and i have been known to talk at length about tampons um, <laughs> well, like we're not really absolutely true uh, totally fair so Aaron, how do we sign up for a slot and are we allowed to share screen actually tonight is our finale from the slam that we the slam series we were doing for the and um so there are no slots available tonight because everyone who has the winner from a previous does that make sense? Yes, I will enjoy uh, watching the program then. Oh, no, no, mute. Yeah, somebody's. Okay. Um. So yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. <laughs> um. So I put. I'm gonna do it again one more time. I don't know. I've just been letting everybody in as we've been going. Uh. I. I did put Kim Bila first. I'm not sure if that's okay. <laughs> 
to open the show. Uh, we can have a discussion about that. But when we're not as tight, because unfortunately, one of our contestants, um, Ken Cumberlidge, is unable to make it tonight. But everybody has nine minutes set. So before, it was going to be really kamikaze like. Jesus, God. Like, right. At first, I was like, we're. And I used I was, to be oh, such really a cunt. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Jesus, I'm so glad we went with choose what we choose like. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, don't listen to me. This is why I don't title things. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> My gloves are too pretentious uh, for this poem. <laughs> Oh, last night. There's where you betray yourself as fringe. The untitledness and the fact that yeah. I don't give a kid. <laughs> so last night I did a, um, a poetry event in this um, for this homeless charity. And next door was a bar. I went to the bar to bring the drink back round. And I ordered my beer or whatever. And then the barmaid was like, good luck. And I was like, what you mean? It's like, report clearly like because the way i was dressed i was like <laughs> I mean, yes but rude <laughs> like what do you mean i'm a poor i'm these are my clothes because yeah. you've made it you are a visible like I just, I yeah just, i wanted to go and get changed i felt like such a hipster that's incredible <laughs> i didn't think so, it was possible but you've done it yeah if she doesn't i'm, I'm, I'm clearly clothes. buying the wrong shoes <laughs> no, my 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 aim is so nobody knows I'm a preacher. Actually, that's that's, that's my game. <laughs> You're a preacher. Learning. Hmm. Okay, so I guess we're back from break, and now I have got to find Mel, who I am sure is ready to go. It's nighttime. Hello, Mel. This is everybody. Hi. Welcome, Mel Bradley, hey, to Mel. our. Our, a hot shit player, Mel Bradley, to our hot shit show. Hi. Take it away, Mel. Okay, so here in Derry um, today is Foil Pride. And obviously there, is, there are other parades that are happening, but because of COVID and all the rest of it, we haven't had Pride. And for this is the second year, and it's devastating. So I'm going to do some queer, some queer themed poetry in honor of Pride. Um, the first piece was the first piece that I ever did for a slam, so start the time. <clears throat> I don't care much for lipstick. It's not really my thing. It makes my lips feel obvious and somewhat out of place. I wasn't always so shy of my assets. My younger days relished their advantage back when I was playing dress up, pretending I was a girl. I wore my supposed sexuality with pride and loved those lurid shoes, the racy red, hot orange, party purple, oh, and seductive pink, purple and pink to make the boys wink. Well, that's what I'd always been told, purple and pink, and boy, did they wink, then move in for a little bit more. But the unattractive, contagious rash dressed up in those lurid hues, the smashed up red, not so hot orange, hung over purple. And what was so seductive about that pink? It took me a long time to realize what my dress up play really meant. See, that was my way of making me feel normal and not so out of place. But I hid how I felt inside my head, only joking with half serious intent because I didn't understand what I was. Or what the rules were for being me. Then 
you came into my world with your cheeky, confident wink, giving me the warm and fuzzies that I'd hold on to for days and days. You didn't like being a girl. You weren't comfortable in your skin. It was through you I finally understood myself and realized what I had to do. <laughs> You're not one for lipstick either. I mean, not really your thing too. You like my lips the way they are. I am pretty enough for you. Now, yours is the only wink I want. Our kiss is unattractive and contagious rash-free, with no need for pretending or playing dress-up. The concern to the truth is just you and me. Thank you. Um, and the second piece is was, um, the sort of like the journey to writing the play that I that I put together last year for Pride. And it's called Beyond Me. Beyond first shock, breath into cold, unfamiliar air, hands that grapple the blinding, stark white glare. Swaddle tightly, now secure in safe arms, and strokes on noses, skin to skin, feel warm. Beyond the, you can be anything you dream of, bold astronauts and perfect ballerinas, driving fire engines or being a fox, adventure games, the dressing up box. Beyond school day classrooms and uniforms, learning to sit in neatly lined rows, pristine counting and spelling, language expanding, friendships formed and playgrounds, bonds unending. Beyond traditions and cultures of growing up orange and green in, in this wee corner of humanity, of altar boys and girls brigade costumes, processions and ceremonies, alignment assumed. Beyond class, and notions of rising above, head down, work hard, strive more and more and more. Gotta get out of here, gotta get elsewhere. A chance to just be without the past, aware. Beyond experiments and identity, trying to find the one that fits lawlessly, expectations set, ideal prescribed, a need to belong, to find the right tribe. Performing self to the outside, rehearsing gestures for the mirrored gaze, practiced faithfully, guarded in style, straight back, tummy and chin up, lips part. Smile. Beyond the pride flags and the party club scene, flamboyant boys in loud colors, dancing free, girls in flannel shirts, hair short, tattoos, tough, cushion boundaries. Far, far enough. Beyond gender, decided in those first breaths by a doctor that never asked, a life mapped, dressed in pink, climbing trees, feeling wrong, trapped inside a body that doesn't belong. Beyond fighting the legal rhetoric, have a flirtation, maybe a relationship, witness life as partners exchange in name, celebrated openly. No fear, no shame. Beyond stripping down needless barriers, clearing out old prejudicial debris. Let me ask you, honestly, what you see, you look beyond the labels of me. Thank you. <clears throat> My last piece is called Confused. True story. You're the worst lesbian in the world. 
is the line I get thrown at me the most. It's as if they think my sexuality is open game for their ill-humoured joke. They laugh, shrug it off, tell me to wise up. It's just their unique style of banter. Like, somehow, it's my own fault. I'm setting myself up. Hang on there. Can we just halt? I'm oh, confused. You think I'm confused, but I can't seem to make up my own mind that someday I'll simply wake up and leave this woman nonsense behind that I have an awkward lack of ability to make decisions or even commit because you haven't worked out how your neat little box fits. Oh, I'm greedy. I want it all, my cake and then maybe another slice. I'm promiscuous and my sluttish ways are part of some experimental vice. I wish I didn't feel the need to explain to somehow qualify my very being. I get tongue-tied, exasperated and end up just agreeing it's easier that way. I hate conflict. And she's, you're not even remotely curious. You're more than a little oblivious as to how your words are injurious. And yeah, maybe you faced yourself naked in the mirror and thought about all the insecurities you have and the countless demons that you fought. But see, it's a little hard for me to put myself in your shoes because of the chipping at the armor that I carry exposes all the shame and self-doubt, and I know it's not just temp temporary. <laughs> I get this on both sides, from my gay friends and straight, as if whom I sleep with is a general topic for debate. And whilst I like to jest that I'm more the equal opportunity sort, Please don't think this gives you an excuse for some so-called witty retort and letting me know that you're really open to the proposal of a threesome because it kind of fires your arousal, makes me roll my eyes and inwardly count to ten. Come on, breathe deep, Mel. Find that inner place of zen. I'll fuck whomever I choose and I won't give a damn if you can't quite work out if, you're, if my preferences are for a woman or a man. Not in the relationship's type. At least for the moment, that's my way. Maybe I'll meet an extraordinary gentleman or lady someday. My attraction is to human beings, not the layout of their anatomy. It doesn't mean I have a roving eye or misunderstand the concept of monogamy. So for once and for all, let me explain, or at least let me try. We really do exist in this world. That's right. Some of us are bi. Thank you so much. Woohoo! Woohoo! Awesome! That was amazing. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Mel, for coming. Some of us are coming. I discovered recently, well, not that recently, but during lockdown, that there's a name for me that I apparently I'm pansexual. And I was like, oh, cool. And apparently, <laughs> as I was like, oh, run right on. Like, I didn't know. I'd just been saying bye all these years. Like, I had no idea. But anyways, that was like, but there are all these words that, like, it's so funny for me because, like, because I'm old. And like, I'm always finding out the new words and the new words change so quickly because of the internet. Like, it's like, that did, that's when I was coming up, like words stuck around for at least like three or four months before they got like, anyways. Um, but anyway, so yeah, thank you. Um, and awesome. I've, to I've yeah, totally identified with all of that. Um, 
So who next is I see this is why I kept re posting the does anybody know who the hell else like is next? Or not who the hell else, but like I know Bart is last and then and Crow. Carolyn Hashimoto. Let me take a look. Carolyn, Carolyn Hashimoto. Carolyn. Carolyn. Carolyn, Carolyn, Carolyn. That is it. How can I forget about Carolyn? Welcome, Carolyn Hashimoto. Hey, boo! Boo! See? Fucking menopause brain, man. Can I, can I just say for the record that I do write poems not about cows? <laughs> um, but I just, just bear, I promise this is the last one. I've just got to get it out of my system and we'll be good. So here This could be the last cow reading ever. Okay. Woo! So we're with this. Recording Sorry, it. We're in my hat. That's my field. That's my cow. Oh, his third eye's fallen off. Shit. Oh. <laughs> Bear with me. Mind you, never thought you'd hear. <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't mean to. Oh, hang on. What am I like? Right, cow has got his third eye. We're ready. Okay. Uh, I'm going to screen up. Uh, let's get the spotlight off. That's horrible. Yeah, okay. Um, so this is about nine minutes of cow. Um, let's do that. Right. Cow is kind. Cow is lazy. Cow farts. Your mother is a fat cow, but she is kind. Your mother is lazy. She ruminates and regurgitates and she farts. She's filthy, smelly heavy and slow, and she farts, and she embarrasses you in public, like now, when nature calls and she just can't help herself. She lifts her tail and farts, and then empties her bowels. Did your mother not tell you it's rude to point and stare at the stupid fat cow? Cow skips, cow farts. Cow receives the semen of a prize bull. Cow says, fuck this. Cow takes a walk out of the barn, out of the farm, onto a residential street and comes across a city. Cow can't imagine. Cow can't imagine there's a place like this. Cow walks. She will learn to skip later. Sorry, I skipped ahead. Cow keeps walking. The grass is grey and hard here. She's feeling hungry, and you, who are calf, walk beside her. And you, this poor cow's child, walk beside her. Calf and cow walk into a car park and through the doors of a popular brand supermarket. Cow and calf, that is you, wonder why there are so many farmers here and so few cows. You cry, you're hungry. Mother cow knows this cry, knows you're hungry. Cow stops to let you feed. Cow nurse, cow tender, cow kind cow. Cow stops in the middle of the dairy aisle and lets calf feed. You, calf, drink your mother's milk, and stare at cartoon cows on cartons. But you don't know what a cartoon or a carton is. And calf is full now. This place is so strange, but they smell a smell they are familiar with. It is cold, metallic. It smells like home. And they wonder, is this where they belong? You cry too. You are hungry too. 
you bite down on metal, you want milk. But mum is too busy filling up her trolley. She has things to do. She has things to buy. She knows this cry. She, she ignores it. Busy mum, tired mum, ignored mum, bad mum, good mum, drunk mum, yummy mum, stupid mum, lazy mum, perfect mum, mum you'd like to fuck mum, tired mum, poor old mum. She pushes on, buys flora buttery, battery farm eggs, Orkney mature cheddar, milk leaks from her udders, she pushes on. You chew on rubber and you shit in your unrecyclable nappy. She buys bacon and white morning rolls. You're hungry, moo, too. And I'm dreaming of the gentle whale nuzzling and guzzling its way through the plankton-filled sea. In my fantasy, I'm the whale, but this is a nightmare where I am plankton. Or am I microplastic? It's so fucking hard to tell the difference these days. And in your waking dream, continued, you chance upon a fistulated cow, inert and silent in the pet food aisle, head low and heavy, udders masticized and covered in slurry. You wonder why a cow can't raise their head like a horse can, but still, you can't resist. To pull the plug and plunge your hand into the unnatural hole. Tell me, what does it feel like to have your right arm elbow deep in the orifice of a cow? Squelchy, I imagine. Sinewy, too. Is this your first time? What if this is the nightmare? What if this is not a fantasy? Or what if it just gets stuck? If the laws of gravity and nature conspire against you, what if like a vacuum it pulls your arm in and the only way out is to chop it off? But then maybe that's just how the stupid cow likes it. You squat on your hind legs. Grip the metal handle, you cry, you are in pain. Water pools around your heels. Cow knows, cow knows this pain. Cow knows this cry. And she pushes, just like you. You push and they pull and your babies drop. Land on the cold concrete floor. Her long, licky tongue licks away the fetal matter. It is warm, you are loved. You're fat. Lazy, melancholy cow mum loves you, but time is up. She's not for you. There's no goodbye, calf. There's no goodbye. Your mother cries too, but she's not for you. If she was human, she would cry, boo-hoo. But sometimes all a sentient being can say is moo. This is a message for all customers. This is not a nightmare. We repeat, this is not a nightmare. You see them now. The cows, the mild, the meek, the pigs, the cows, the sheep, not flying in the sky, like the saying we all kept saying, kept saying, but levitating on all fours, rising up into and beyond the clouds. Member of the cleaning team to aisle nine, member of the cleaning team to aisle nine, if left a white mess. They knew this day was coming, but didn't know couldn't know, couldn't have anticipated they might be halfway through a shit when they began to levitate or mid-birth. Abandoned fetal matter lies now in a pool of full-fat milk in aisle nine, and someone has to clean this mess up. Whoa, watch out for the tuna. One of those could knock you out cold, and the dolphins, and the sharks, and all the other bycatch. Sea workers, sea workers die unnatural deaths too, and fish out of water have limited time. They don't last long. Some were just too close to their last suffocating breath to make it up to their final undesignated destination, so they fall back 
down to earth. Thud, 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 thud. In times like this, you may have to reconcile yourselves to more deaths. And watch out for the vultures on aisle three. The crows, the pigeons, the eagles, the blackbirds, the starlings, the seagulls, the parrots, the budgies, the sparrows, the ravens, the blackbirds, the thrushes, the parakeets, they rip off the plastic and gorge themselves on rump steak, pork chops, chicken thighs, legs of lamb, pork belly, such a treat to eat pure meat without fur or feather to contend with. Or maybe they're just pecking at some poor old cow's tongue. If cats can eat cow, why not birds? Meow. Predators, savages, but not savage like you. You, are you still here? On your hands and your knees on all fours on the slimy, sinewy supermarket floor, fighting your way through the fish and the birds and the excrement to the exit door? Or are you rising up with a delighted moo, leaving the chaos below you to those who will inherit the earth? Those who will inherit the earth. And still the cows and the pigs keep flying, I mean rising, or maybe when they get high enough they will start to fly. Who knows? You'll never know because you cannot see that far. You just cannot see that far. But being the cunning and resourceful human that you are, you've seen a way out of this mess. You and all the other desperate humans around you jump and reach and grab on to the nearest set of rising trotters or flying hooves. So here you are, grasping at levitating paws. But what you have failed to consider is that maybe the stupid cows knew all along, and the sheep and the pigs and all the other dumb animals too. They kick and they buck. Moo! Fuck you, says the cow. Bah! Ha 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 ha, says the sheep. Moo! And all that is left is you. Survivors, you, the unnaked humans are here. Here amongst the piles of discarded waste, the spilt milk, 